At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. I'm doing everything I can. And stop calling me Shirley. The center has to be at least three times bigger than this. All right, it's another edition of Sincerely Unqualified. Today we have a Kevin and Winnie episode. We're talking comedy. We're talking a possibly ridiculous Netflix movie that's in development. But more than anything, I'm jacked up because we just got an announcement that there is a huge comedy festival. Speaking of Netflix, they're doing it. (laughs) Not surprised at all. It was about time. Honestly, it's about time. There's festivals hosted by people who don't know their left foot from their right, and I think it's about time that we get this massive festival for Netflix as a joke because I know they've had that Twitter page rocking for so long, and I've seen it, and they retweet every comedian, every great comedian that they managed to rope in and everything, and now it's finally coming to fruition, and we're seeing the results of who they pulled in and what the talent is, the list is incredible. We're gonna the, we're gonna break down names. the list. That's Holy that's basically gonna be our news segment. We're gonna talk. It, we're not even gonna be able to get to every name because it's insane. Yeah, it's how ridiculous. many people are on it. So we're gonna talk who we're most excited for. Um, yeah. Did you first, buy tickets already? And they go on sale on the tenth. So, okay, so three days on after the this episode drops, <laughs> yes, I will have bought tickets, and my wife will have been like, dude, another one. Like, dude, I got yeah. Shane Gillis coming to the Irvine Improv on you, the uh, New Year's Eve weekend that I'm going to have to go to. Do you want to know who's there that is actually relevant to our topic this week, though? Because Kevin Hart's going to be there. And Kevin, Kevin Hart, Hart just will be there. Kevin Hart just shocked shocked me like no other with this show, I yeah, will do you, say. Do we want to go right into it this week? And, no, uh, look, no pre-pod? Th- I'm up for whatever. I just, I think that it was right there. And also the right show, there. this show is still shocking me a little bit. Like Man, I'm still taken folks. back a little bit. Yeah, transition, hundred <laughs> percent. But <laughs> so I, yeah, we we will talk about the Kevin yeah. Hart show that just came out. Kevin Hart, Wesley Snipes, true story. It was on the Netflix top ten for a little. So we're just talking Netflix. We're talking comedy. We're talking K Hart. It's a Netflix centric episode. It really is. We're going to do it in a new format this week, so we'll see if it catches on. I like the idea of it, so I'm going to get my timer out because we're going to, basically, we're debuting a segment when we do our normal reviews. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to keep you on it. When we do our normal reviews, it's called One Minute Three Points. So we have one minute, each of us, to give exactly what we thought about the show, kind of an overview, and then we're going to talk three points that we just needed to point out so yeah probably points, a lot of the time they're gonna be ridiculous but that's that's the way we like to do it so yeah. would you like to go first our inaugural Ooh. one minute the inaug- look i don't know that's a lot of pressure okay so i think that i will go first and then you can bring it home okay okay i'm gonna so start I'm gonna go you with- off in three two one your minute Okay, my minute is basically, I didn't expect this out of Kevin Hart. I didn't know where it was going to go. I saw it was a drama. I thought it was going to be a comic relief kind of semi-drama when we get into it. I saw that it was about him being stand-up. I didn't know where he was going to go with it or the direction. And I was honestly so goddamn surprised. 
because it was straight drama. There was no, I mean, there were little, little bits of comedy, but I didn't know that Kevin Hart could do that after watching him in all of these other movies and everything. Also, the supporting cast and just the acting in general, I think the quality of this show was crazy from what we've seen on Netflix. I think in some way it was just a little different from what we've seen. Maybe that's the Kevin Hart effect of having that billion-dollar enterprise legitimately behind him in the movies and in real life. So I don't know. I think that Wesley Snipes and Theo Rossi and everybody kind of bringing this together, it was a crazy show. It wrote me in, and it was just so different. There we go. Okay. I look at that. I I will choose not to comment because when I I will give myself my minute. Yeah. And I will start out by saying, well, actually, I'll comment directly because I agree. Okay. My minute's starting. (laughs) um, I really think that this just shows that Kevin Hart knows how to surround himself with people. He's kind of gone past the point of just ultra comic and we all know this he's a businessman he himself is a multi-million dollar business so what do we do we have probably him trusting people and knowing how to make a good show so this show has kind of everything as a murder scandal it has family problems it has inner city problems which kevin hart openly talks about uh there they even go into like fan and comic relationships there is a, an interesting little thing almost with cancel culture that they comment on the uh, the show starts out with a white guy doing a bit back to him saying the n-word and be like oh but it's an a then they come back loses a job for it um, I mean, it's about decision making and something about this movie too. There, sorry, show that I like is that it's essentially a long movie. It's a seven-part series. It's like a four-hour movie. That's my time. There. Wow. Oh my God. Did you rehearse that beforehand? I did not at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was great. I, I went over and I saw that like five seconds. Did, I was like, all right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Per- yeah. No, I I agree. I I don't know. I think that there was something different about this show yeah Uh, and i think the coolest thing for us as big comedy fans is that it really was a commentary i like i said on so many different things but then the the one huge line that stuck out to me with this show and it was kind of roped it all in at the end of like oh okay yeah uh it's when he's about to do that cnn interview and he just says people don't care what you're struggling with they just want to see a show so yeah, there's, that it was... does seem like a lot of Kevin Hart saying this is the life of a comic, but okay. let's look at it in an interesting way. Um, do you want me to go into the the points? Because one of my three points. points has to directly do with that. Yeah. And mine, my number one thing is, did Kevin Hart make this to kind of throw the drama part out of the window of the murders and stuff? The underlying yeah. stuff. Did he make this show just to kind of tell people I'm going through some shit? Can you please treat me like a real person? Did he make this show Dude, solely for that purpose? The one thing that I actually think that was ridiculous with the show, maybe not ridiculous. I, I yeah. really like Kevin Hart. It almost I know, seemed I feel like, I know like what you're gonna say. the the subplot with the family stuff going on with the amount that his son's <laughs> FaceTiming him. He's yeah. just like, dude, I promise I love my son. We're like, we know, Kevin. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't doubt it. <laughs> yeah, obviously, I, the, you know, I had the cheating scandal, and now he has this divorced wife in the show. But it literally, it seemed like the amount of times that it got looped in, and it's so specific yeah. to his son, it was him being like, hey, guys, reminder, I love my son. <laughs> but that was... 
That was the one random part where it's just kind of tossed in. Counterpoint to you, or counterpoint to you here with that, or counterpoint to myself, I guess. Okay. Is that just a huge, successful, rich person flex just to be like, just for his son? Not for us to know that he loves his son, for his son to be able to watch a Netflix show that everyone else watched and be like, oh, I guess my dad does love me. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's, that's huge. I think that, I don't know. I mean, the one thing with that is it's an interesting dynamic to just kind of, I think, was it a plot device versus like a flex even? I That's what I'm saying. I, I mean, obviously it was yeah. a plot device or a public image thing, although I think that yeah. even with... You know the cheating scandal and that yeah, kind of stuff. I, I think Kevin yeah. Hart has a is pretty good at keeping his public image great, which is also why this I show is so interesting. Agree. Something though with all the FaceTimes that made me think our guy Burt Kreischer always talking about how invasive his FaceTimes are. I was sitting yeah. there thinking, of course, people who travel a lot, like comics, probably comics with grown up sons, like grow or sorry, kids, whatever. Or even wives. They probably FaceTime a lot more than the average person. Or someone that travels for work. Someone who's just on the road a lot. You have to assume they FaceTime. So I'm going to give some credit to my man, Burt Kreischer, here. I definitely agree. I guess I get it. (laughs) They're probably more inclined to do it. I agree. I think that even from my personal standpoint of, like, I'm in like a long distance semi thing where even with my family it's more facetimes i understand but it's also like when you're in the road and everything like that it was just the timing i think in this show of like (laughs) oh he just murdered this giant greek dude it also how did you feel about that um but that's besides the point i'm glad Um, i think that it was just more the timing of it and just throwing the sun in there. It yeah, wasn't yeah. really anything against that whole thing. Also, uh, my second point, and it's kind of in line with this, it's the similar thing with the divorce. Like, we saw everything about it, but like, what was going on there? <laughs> just dealing with the murders and everything versus the, the divorce not being... I wasn't really invested enough. To, to, me, to kind of understand what was going on. That, to me, was the most obvious point of public perception. Like, hey, this is so clearly supposed to be about my life. You know, I, I, had, the, I had the scandal with my ex-wife. Um, that's, like, the one thing that we kind of know about him. So when you're making a show that's kind of supposed to be rooted in reality but a fiction, I think you throw everything at it, and that's why I would assume it was in there. But I, I kind of agree in terms of this fake marriage. I don't. I, we didn't have much to go off of. We just had to yeah. kind of buy it. <laughs> yeah. No. It was a, It was a full on like. Just trust me. Just trust me on this just, one. We had a very loving marriage at one point in time. Yeah. We yeah. had a kid. We had a very loving marriage. She still. They threw in that little piece of like. She's. I hate her, but she gives me the best advice. You know that 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 one line when he's in the oh, she still gives me the best we've advice. We've known it for years as yeah. the audience. Oh, no, we we've all seen it. We've seen this relationship flourish for years and years. Those are those are my only nitpicks with the show. Is basically like, could they have gone deeper? Those Absolutely. But other than that, I mean, obviously it's focused on the main drama and everything. Um, I don't want to cut you off. I want to get to your second point because that was mine. Oh, I didn't even get my first point yet. My first you point. You didn't wait. I is, thought your first one was the kid. No, no, no. Oh, not, okay, I was a riff cool. on yours. Yeah. I will give you my first two points. Okay. One Go. being 
And this is this is the thing I wanted to talk about the most. Yes. Does does Carlton Wesley Snipes character? Do you think that on Black Friday he was in line at Home Goods, kind of camping out because the decor in his apartment is cute as shit? <laughs> it actually is. I don't know who came over and interior designed that shit, dude. Also, I think all of the money that he got from Kevin Hart's character, the kid in the past, has gone to his interior decorating. Yeah, the, the reason, the reason his uh, his restaurant failed is because the fall yeah. collection of Martha Stewart came out. He, Carlton was just going to the school. Went to there. <laughs> dude, he even Carlton had the lights hanging down with like the, the blue and white. Oh, dude, and the, it, it was a weird juxtaposition. Like, okay, I know he has a restaurant. Sure, maybe he'll have some good equipment. Like he was making eggs with some cute spatulas and stuff. But the rest yeah. of it, it just kind of cracked me up. It took me out of it for a little. <laughs> and then He's the got other everything thing was the oh, well, oh, Billy, Billy. So she is a writer, call her a ghostwriter or something, for Kevin Hart. She's mm-hmm. on the road with him writing jokes, and she apparently did a little bit of stand-up back in the day. So they get her back to an open mic, and she's at an open mic that I don't think was an open mic. <laughs> maybe maybe no, Kevin Hart that, that, remembers his uh, open mic career a little differently, or maybe the ones that I had been to are a little different than that. Because, look, I don't even think... that. That's one of those weird things. As a comic, most comics want to show a bit of a struggle when you look at an open mic scene. It's interesting that they made it be all cool. I think that's probably because that's kind of the last we hear from her the whole series. That they just had to do so much more. They were like, oh, let's end her her part really well because we don't have time to show a struggle. It just has to be all good. Let's have her arc end with her being an insanely successful stand-up who's also writing a movie for Will Ferrell while working on writing his jokes. I agree, though. I think, like, I think they did Will their Smith. best. Will Smith? I thought it was Will Ferrell. I don't it's know. One comedy. of the Wills. Definitely one it's of the Wills. one of the Wills. All right, I'll make you bet. It was Will Ferrell. But I, th- I think that they did their best showing, like, she was kind of disgruntled. Also, what we have to take into account is it's only seven episodes and they're 30 minutes long. But there yeah. is no shot that she has. She's going to any kind of open mic other than maybe like Kill Tony. That's anything yeah. similar Dude, I was gonna, to that. Like, I, I bet that. I bet she would kill. I'm not saying yeah. that. I bet she would do really well. What oh I'm no, saying it's is nothing just, against her. Just, in, just sub in like booked show for open mic. <laughs> yeah, like, no, you that was absolutely like, oh, a book show. To, I have to hit an open mic. Like you write jokes for Kevin Hart or the kid or whatever the in kid. this show. I think that you could get on a book show. <laughs> yeah, but maybe she's somebody's opener. I, I mean, look, let's be honest here. That there's no open mic in the world that looks like that. No, or dude, where the crowd she's is. She's opening for him at MSG, and she's like, oh, I got to hit. <laughs> got to see what the Philly open mic scene's all what's, about. What's the local open mic looking like tonight? <laughs> <laughs> Let me just wait my turn on this list and not get called. Like it's just <laughs> it's three mentally unhealthy dudes in a room yeah. and she's just trying her jokes out. <laughs> They're all like, I wrote that joke last year. I didn't even want to say it though. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, I think that from your perspective especially was you, you text me or something like that. You just like that's a, no. That's not how this right works. away. I was like, no, 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 no. No, no, no. No, no, no. no. Have you been to an open mic recently? I bet none of those th- those people are all too successful. They have gone to an open mic recently. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um uh, third point 
Unless you want to get yours out. Third point. No, we can end on mine. Well, yeah, we'll go with Philly here. It's a different one. Yeah. So something I want to know is, look, I know that there are weird things with licenses and brand logos and everything. We kind of see it with Ted Lasso especially. There are just certain teams that they don't put in and then for some reason they have the rights to yeah. man city so it's you're, all you see is man city what episode <laughs> every episode is man city yeah well one they i'm pretty sure they showed two different wells fargo centers because the yeah. first one that they showed i was like oh they're just doing a fake one and then yeah. when they went the last episode when they were going to the sixers game they showed the real one and then when they were in the sixers game i don't know what the hell year that footage was supposed to be from but it was so high quality in the booth and then they were showing it it looked like it was like the 90s or something out down yeah, on the like, court i just had no idea what was going on there i know they i i so there were times where it looked very real and there were times like i've never been there but that for you is like I'm, I'm assuming you've been there quite a few times. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And that's actually, by the way, what I should point out is all my three things are, seem like nitpicky. And that's, I yeah. say it with love because I actually did love this show. I love yeah. Kevin Hart. It's just those things are fun. They're just like show How did you things. feel? You just have to get over it. How did you feel it. about some hometown representation? A little Philly love. I, it's weird because I, you know, I, so I'm from an hour outside of Philly. I, I identify with Philly more so than like right New outside York. Of Philly. No, I'm saying like I'm basically between <laughs> New York and Philly. No, I'm, dude, I'm from the freaking yeah. suburbs, like rural area. So it is always nice. It's, it's one of those things. There are certain things that I'm like, damn, yeah, that's sick. And it generally is just yeah. around like sports for the most part. So I'm like, oh, Sixers, that's me. <laughs> yeah. But, I, you know, oh, Wells Fargo I, Arena. There we Kevin go. Kevin Hart is very, very much a Philly guy. And that's even distilled in this show. Like, yeah. Kevin Hart is a Philly guy. And that's obviously where they picked to do it. And it's said so much in this show. Like, he's back home. This is Kevin Hart or the kid's place. Yeah, which is cool for him because to like to be able to do that and just be able to be like, I'm gonna film it in Philly. Fuck it, I'm gonna do my own thing. I literally, he just he was like, I'm gonna play a version of myself that's capable of murdering a six foot three Greek man, and they were all just like, Yeah, let's do it. What else, dude? Like, my way. What else do you need? Do you she, need an insane decor for Wesley Snipes? Let's do it. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna have to spend half our budget on Wesley's decor. So, like Wesley, what else do you need? <laughs> no, dude, my, uh, so I, when we were talking about Squid Games, I or Squid Games, Squid Games, we, my wife and I were watching it, and I said it's it's kind of like horror porn. It's kind of tough to watch. This one, my wife was struggling with for some reason. I think it was like the fourth episode or something. She mm-hmm. was struggling to watch this. I was like, "What are you talking about? This is just a good show." And what she said was, it was so based in realism. Like she, mm-hmm. she thought she was watching Kevin Hart go through this. Like she likes Kevin Hart. She's a Kevin Hart fan. So yeah. it was so realistic for her that it caused her more stress than an actual show. And then the Greeks got uh, introduced, and I was just like, <laughs> "You're gonna have dumb? a bad time here." <laughs> <laughs> like if you thought the like, Kevin sorry. Hart thing was rough. Just wait until the Greek gets murdered. She's like going to my big fat Greek wedding, eh? <laughs> they're related somehow. They're just somehow. We'll have to we'll have to do a deep dive on that. But yeah, I think was overall, he at the wedding? <laughs> I'm just gonna Photoshop Kevin Hart in between yeah, the, just, the two parents. 
the guy uh, that the Gus Portocalos is giving a really heartfelt speech. He's like, well, you know, they're apples and oranges, but we're yeah. all fruit. And then it's just Kevin Hart laughing really hard in the background. <laughs> just, <laughs> just like, ah! <laughs> just, he's right. He's right. Uh, all right right, my third point wait wait wait. i gotta do my third point i thought that was yeah no 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 mine i gotta bring up theo rossi's character because theo rossi so if you know if you've ever watched sons of anarchy he's juice in sons of anarchy which i remembered him from and everywhere i see him like oh that's the guy with the mohawk and the tattoos on his head and he actually doesn't have that in real life so what? My thing with his character, yeah, kind of crazy. No way. Hit my thing with his character in this is, was he a weirdo, like a really weird guy, or was he somebody kind of clinging to the fact like he was going through a really rough time that really helped him out when his sister died, everything like that? Because for me, I know I told you, like I'm always a sucker for like the fat kid in movies who gets made fun of and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. It just makes me sad. So I'm like, oh, dude, you throw in a sad story. I'm on that guy's side. So well, do you think it was yeah, odd? The, the, well, the, to your original question, you, you asked if I thought he was a weirdo. Yes. Or if he was just someone kind of clinging on, you know, a super fan, yeah. just just because his, you know, dead dead sister. My mm-hmm. answer is yes. Both are very much true. Look, okay. you could have yeah, I- a dead <laughs> sister and be a huge fan <laughs> of a comic, but you also don't have to legitimately murder yourself with someone you don't know. Granted, obviously he's supposed to be like he's a little, you know, mentally off. We do. I feel. I felt yeah. horrible for him. But also, I, I did too. if if I'm in that position and I need to uh, make a decision, if my fa- and me and you are people who are mega fans of comedy and mega fans of comedians, look, Tommy Bunn's head's gonna be on a spike if uh, <laughs> if it comes to <laughs> yeah. between me getting the shit kicked look. out of me by two Greek men, or if it's or like he murdered a, somebody, mm. yeah, dude, he he legitimately. It, th- this is. Another kind of interesting thing with this show is I you pick up on some religious overtones v- from the first episode. And it, they say it directly. And then something I realized, I, it put me in that frame of mind, he legitimately martyrs himself for Kevin Hart. So it's supposed to be like, yeah. hey, these, these mega fans treat comedians as gods, I, is what I would assume it was if I'm looking into it pretty far. But, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, by the book, he murders himself for him. <laughs> He's like, no, it was yeah, me. No, I'm going to die he, to get him free. He has actually killed himself for Kevin Hart's character. Insanity. Not saying it's not. I also just felt bad when he was crying when he got oh, yelled at dude. outside the hospital. That's what, like, I this dude so had bad the for worst the whole, yeah. week ever. He got brought into the circle. He was one of the boys, obviously, for the video. And then to just treat the dude like that, yeah, get him yeah. murdered. Oh no, you are a horrible person. Like I have Either a very, way. very special spot in my heart for that exact situation that that guy went through. There's, a, there's, <laughs> no, I'm being serious. There's, there's a person in my life that has been through something exactly similar, and I know that he probably wouldn't have done that for a comedian. But you know, hey, look. That it was it made for a good show. <laughs> people it, it, it people did, process definitely. things differently. Look, and I, Theo uh, Rossi confirmed great actor. Confirmed. Great actor because we felt also, horrible oh, for him. Last last point. 
Last okay. one. Extra. We're getting one I extra was one in here. I was wondering if we were going to do this. <laughs> I fucking had to say it. Did Kevin Hart go to Terran Tactical or something? Because, like, where did, for another movie oh, in that universe? Two shots? The well, two shots dead center? That's what I kind of... I thought that was totally okay because that was my assumption. I was like, okay, he's a, he he's a mega movie, a movie star in this one too, so obviously he has a good shot. And I feel like they didn't even have to explain it. I could see they it being like, oh, at the come same on, time, but I think that you could easily make the leap. He was in a superhero movie, probably, you know. Dude, also the Chris Hemsworth cameo for two seconds. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that I totally forgot funny. about that. That was good. That was like the old, uh, was it oh, Chris Evans in um, yeah. Free Guy? Like, what the f- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was great. I forgot about that for a second, but that was the one thing. I, not the one thing, because obviously there were a few things, but that was something that I saw, and it took me a second to be like, "Oh yeah, he's a megastar. He's probably trained for this." That's yeah. At and first, he's it, never it actually had to shoot somebody. Yeah. in the face but no i mean overall great story great show easy watch i think i got through it in like three yeah. days and wasn't pushing i, I kind of watched it i felt like it was leisurely like i said it essentially yeah, is no, a, it's, a long movie it's like a what the first first episode's an hour and then the next are 30 I think minutes it's like so it's three a four and, hour movie three and a half four total yeah yeah, around that. It's really essentially if you're willing to watch one Lord of the Rings movie, you can watch this entire show. Yeah, if you're if you're going director's cut, <laughs> you can watch the show then. Yeah, if you've watched the Zack Snyder, <laughs> the Snyder's cut of Ugh. any of his movies, then you can watch this show in its entirety. We we might end up talking a, another director, kind of similar to our boy uh, oh, Zack no. Snyder. First, what we're going to do. <laughs> is talk about the mega festival that just got announced for comedy fans everywhere, probably specifically in LA. Um, Mm -hmm. So Netflix obviously has come to a point where it is the platform for specials. Yes. You know, obviously they have comedy movies. We're we're talking specifically stand-up right now. At the Mm -hmm. moment, Netflix is... you You could obviously have some good discussion about it but right now back in the day what an hbo special meant netflix yeah. means now people just when people say special they think netflix special so it means a lot and they're yeah finally doing this event that i believe was planned for 2020 they're gonna have stand-up they're gonna have live podcasts they're going to have previously filmed content like there is going to be mm-hmm. a um, they said something about the legends, so it's going to be like Richard Pryor, um, Robin Williams. I think oh it's going to be God. essentially a movie, a documentary. But that would be cool to see Sorry. if that you can get some is, previously unreleased content out there. So there are 130 plus people performing, and I would venture to say that at least half that list, you would say are a lot of people's favorite comedians not if not Dude. right now of all time so brent krishner's on here yeah brent, brent crystals is on there uh-huh. it's, it's literally not worth reading through the list but i was wondering if you read through this list right now and folks will we'll put up a picture on our instagram so you can kind of go through um i i want to say just let's say we the well, three people that we'd be most excited to see and then why i'm gonna say one that's not on here that i am most disappointed in if you can guess 
Is Tommy Buns not on there? No, Tommy he is. Tommy Buns is you not on here. I don't see him. I, dude, I actually, <laughs> the reason I knew about this is because he's doing, or is that Bert? I, I believe Tom, I mean, but also he's coming everywhere. So there's probably just a, a yeah, schedule. Yeah, no, he's, a, I mean, everywhere. But yeah. he's, <laughs> he's everywhere. So if he's but, not, and I was thinking of Brent Crystal's. Oh, Christina yeah. P's on there. So, um, Oh, then, well, the, somebody's got to watch the kids. So, <laughs> yeah, so he's back. Um, <laughs> That's how it's going. I, I'm going to start with my first, my okay. number one. When I look through this list and I see, by the way, uh, just a quick, because I, I, they're not going to be on my list. Uh, seeing yeah. Chad and JT, the guys, everyone, you know, what up council. They're legit yep. stand-ups now. They had Bobby Lee on their podcast. They're, they're in the L.A. comedy scene. Seeing they're them on the this conversation. list is cool. It's awesome. They were on Howard Stern, too, which is yeah, fucking no, I mean, crazy. they're a huge deal. I mean, it's just yeah. cool seeing them in, like among these mega names. Um, yeah. Number, number one, I don't yes. think that he's even still doing a bunch of comedy. Chris Rock, if I don't go oh. to see Chris Rock between the dates of april 28th to may 8th in la i'm going to be massively disappointed i need to see chris rock in person i don't care if he's doing a wednesday show i'll take off from work to be able to see chris rock live would be such a freaking blast it's so cool seeing his name back on a list and the just the fact that they get him also yeah. proves that Netflix is doing the right thing and they're probably paying people a good bit. <laughs> yeah, no, they they have to be. With this list, this list the price tag on this is probably insane. Dude, I, I don't want to think about it. Buying I, I also I'm I think that they were doing this last year and you essentially just bought tickets to different events or maybe you could yeah. buy a pass to one of the theaters because they're doing multiple theaters like this isn't going to be some like i think uh jfl just did cancun that it's an mm-hmm. all-inclusive trip you buy did, like yeah. a, a music festival i think that this is buy it separately um, okay so I, I honestly whatever it is i'm probably going to buy those chris rock tickets just because that's going to be incredible um I don't know if I would put oh, him top yeah. three. I think it would be awesome to see just because he's one of the greatest of our lifetimes, Dave Chappelle. Um, uh-huh. So also, that's an interesting thing to point out. We're not going to get into because you would need to have a nuanced yeah. conversation about, you know, he, he's been in some controversy specifically with Netflix, had the Netflix yeah. special come out, had the uh, trans community upset with him. The Netflix CEO not only stood by him, but threw him on, like, I, I would assume, and this is my assumption, that this was booked a while ago before any of the controversy happened, and they probably could have just canceled it because this wasn't publicly announced. If you publicly yeah. announce it and then walk it back, you're liable for all of the hate from people saying, why would you do that? I don't think that they want that headache, so more than anything... yep. I think that when it was under wraps that this was going to be announced when it wasn't public information, they knew if they would have canceled him, he would have just went on Instagram and gotten 80 million yep. views of saying this person didn't let me do my thing. <laughs> they didn't want <laughs> just, any of that smoke. <laughs> yeah. Oh my. He would have just done his own thing, created his own thing, whatever he needed to do. It'd be like, fuck him. I don't exactly care. Exactly. Like, like the comedy central like things just, like that. Don't watch this. They don't pay me. That would get this yeah. whole festival a black eye, probably. Oh my gosh, I'm looking at this list, and it's so hard to pick like a 
three that I would buy tickets to. Like if I only had enough to buy tickets to three, I, your I'm man's going, your man's on it. Who? Tim Robinson. I know. That's why. I, so I'm be- definitely getting one to see him. Like no matter what. The next one, because I was gonna allocate one to him regardless. The next one is tough because literally everybody that I like is on this list, and I'm gonna yep. throw a curveball. I'm gonna go Nate Bargatze at yep. number two. I, I want to see thousand percent bad. seeing him. I actually, yeah. I had some opportunity. I I had opportunities to see him, but it didn't actually work out. It was one of those yeah. things. Like he was around, and I was like, oh, damn it. Um, I so he's he's definitely high on my list. I was actually thinking about pointing him out too the the tough yeah. thing about this is that i've already seen some of these people so um i, I have I definitely got to go chris rock number one i also i think it'd be really yep. interesting to see conan live i i, I was gonna just, say yeah you know dude one larry of people, david is on here too yeah yeah larry david that's the thing like they have some sketch people they have larry david they have tim robinson um i think conan's doing a live podcast and you have to assume that he was he's gonna get some a big name to be on that um, yeah i actually do i love conan o'brien needs a friend his podcast very good conan o'brien has done so much for comedians is so funny and entertaining himself i'm a big conan fan so i'd throw that as my second ticket um i think i'd have to and actually Conan's I know- last live show he brought out will arnett his last live oh, podcast love, which love is will awesome arnett. um I, I do have my third one who would be your second one though Give me your second ticket. Well, I have Tim Robinson. I but oh, uh, yeah, aside third. from Tim Give Robinson, me your third. okay. My you got third Nate Bargatze. is Nate Bargatze. This is gonna so this is gonna be shocking because I like this list is almost too good. Where I feel like I want to see somebody who I may not go to see if yeah. they're just touring. I want to fucking see Miss Pat. Yes, dude. I was thinking dude, Miss Pat too. <laughs> yeah, just because I want to see Miss Pat. I so want to see Miss Pat. But for the purpose of, because I, I had another one. Um, oh, actually, I would like to see Donald Rawlings too. Same. Um, I saw him on the list too. Oh my gosh! I, I honestly, just for the purpose of picking someone other than Miss Pat, I would probably do, uh, let's say Ben Schwartz, because Ben okay. Schwartz I think would probably have. Uh, he's probably gonna do an improv show, and honestly, I've never seen a live improv show. And he yeah. does a fantastic version of it. We've talked Middleditch and Schwartz. Is a bunch. Middleditch there? Um, it's called Ben Schwartz and Friends. So okay, if, if I again, like you said, if you're thinking opportunity to see people, if you're thinking where you know who you would see, um, who you would possibly get a ticket for, yeah, I, I think I'm going. Yeah, I, I think I'm sticking to it. I think I'm going Chris Rock, Ben Schwartz, and. Um, Who'd I say? Well, but then oh, there's some I'm of going my, to see the Conan Live podcast. Then there's some of my top 10 on this list, right. which is like, there's Theo Vaughn, there's Bill Burr, there's Burt, there's Anthony Jeselnik, there's every, yep. I mean, every person that I want to see is on this list, which is the insane part. So you're going to have to fly in, we'll, we'll make some content around it. We'll both go, Honestly, we'll, we'll just hang out. <laughs> I would be willing to take a week off just to go to every one of these shows it'd be sweet every single one i don't sweet. know what i would have to pay but i would go to as many shows as humanly possible yeah. and that would probably be the funniest week of all time oh yeah amy poehler and tina fey would be pretty interesting too they're just doing like a conversation but um, that would be hell very interesting 
Yeah. Uh, speaking of Netflix, though, you know, Netflix making moves on uh, these comedy specials, like we said, but obviously they're big into the original content game now. Uh, something that off the top of my head, I don't think has been made or at least not in a serious way. It's essentially a, I, I would you call it a meme or an internet story? Basically every year, a heartwarming story gets reminded to us six years ago. It got presented to us. Essentially the lowdown is a, a, a grandma texted the wrong person. She thought it was her grandson and she invited him to Thanksgiving dinner. They realized that they were texting the wrong person, but she invited him anyways. Honestly, really heartwarming. Like that, there's yeah, no nothing around that. That's that's sweet. It's a sweet, sweet story. And for six years now, we got it back. It keeps coming around Thanksgiving. And what does Netflix do? They take a look at what's popular, what people talk about, and the one thing that most people just don't really shit on like i don't know if anyone shits on this yeah nobody can shit on it because why would they it's one of the most incredible stories that's ever happened and at first like when i first saw it i thought it was legitimately just like oh they're just doing that for twitter like that's stupid they're just putting that on twitter it's just a stupid like meme thing that everybody's trying to get viral this and that like it's uh, maybe an uh, like a photo that doesn't make sense or a fake text conversation and then it blew up and then it continued and then it just became this story. Yes. And that's also, this is exactly why I think everyone needs to have their guards up online while they're looking at these sweet stories is because if you see that, so also something to note is that these people are like the, the people involved, the, the grandma, the, the fake grandson, they uh, have some rights to the script, obviously. Like, the, it's kind of their story that they have some deal with it. So they have gotten so much positive attention that Netflix is willing to invest in a movie and they get a ton of money just because <laughs> something that genuinely happened, as far as yeah. we know, genuinely. If not, they're pretty damn smart. Because these things, if, if they garner attention now in this day and age where everything just needs to be turned into a movie, it's... Yeah such a great move to try something like this oh, so yeah. that's why whenever I, I i'm honestly i'm not too much or i'm not on social too much anymore but when i yeah. was whenever i would see something or if like my my wife would show me something it it kind of sucks because it jaded me to the point where i at first i wouldn't be like oh that's sweet like this this was six years ago yeah. maybe we were all a little better now i'm just like i bet they're doing it know. to make money absolutely not, not these people that i, I actually see. believe this Oh, no, not them, but everything that I see that's viral now, whether it be a screenshot of text or this or that, whatever you see online, some everything's is, fake. 90, 99.999% is fake. And it, even if you post something that's real, nobody believes it. Nobody cares. Everything can be fabricated. Nobody cares anymore. The whole Every social media platform is literally just like recirculated waste. I see yeah. the same viral tweet come back around on my feed every like three and a half months That's from a different goes. account, yeah. literally from a different account. And everybody just finds it again. And they're like, Oh, remember this oh, was clicks. Funny. Yeah. It's, yeah. Oh God. But it's so much less interesting now on the internet, but it's also so much more interesting. <laughs> yeah. Two, two I points know. I want to talk about. Do we need a thanks? Cause this sounds like it would, I mean, granted, it's just going to be a, a heartwarming story. One people always like the, debate is always around the other holidays like christmas hanukkah 
why doesn't Thanksgiving get it shot? I like Thanksgiving too. Well, uh, we don't need a movie on that holiday. Like we don't need Thanksgiving no, movies. Needs that movie. Also, it's a. I mean, specifically the one in November. I know there are other countries that have Thanksgiving, but we're watching football. It's an American holiday in that aspect. So it's you're going to be watching American football all day. That's probably why they don't bother. You- you know what the Thanksgiving movie is officially now? It's going to be that Kurt Warner movie that comes out. That's going to oh, be dude. America's Thanksgiving Huge movie. dad boner. Huge dad <laughs> yeah. boner on that one. But actually, I'm, I'm excited for that because it seems like it's just going to be some like sports drama. And we haven't had just yeah, a sports drama in a while, even though it's it's Kurt Warner. We thought but, we were getting one. And then it turns out, no. National but, champion, baby. I think <laughs> yeah. that comes out soon. Um Something that that we were talking about, like this this nice, heartwarming, sweet story. Does it cheapen it now that Netflix is making a movie out of it? In I don't year think so. Seven when this comes out and they do the tweet again, is the first thought going to be Netflix made a movie out of this, and then it kind of cheapens it in that way? No, because here's my thing with like kind of cheapening. We can say one thing about the jokes that kind of lose their value. You know, when we were talking about. Um, coming to america too and you're like oh were these jokes written three years ago when they were relevant i think this is different because it's number one a genuine story number two it happens every year like the people actually send the photos and this year i was i was even more invested because i saw the grandpa is just like they were just holding his picture now and the internet took a deep breath and was just like huh no I didn't need that today. Yeah. God damn. So I think this is a, that like everybody's genuinely invested in this because I think we forget about it until it comes around the next year rather than it being in your face from like the one guy who's going to this Thanksgiving, like can't wait for that Thanksgiving every five seconds. It's just like, <laughs> it happens. Dude, you know, jacked up about Thanksgiving. Um, yeah. I, let's, let's see how it is. Cause I think that I, if they, if they do it a certain way, I think it might cheapen something that we all actually enjoy. So let's hope that they don't do that or people yeah. just, maybe people just won't end up caring. Um, I'm, I'm going to watch it. What, what kind of budget do you think Netflix has thrown at this? Also with this insanely massive comedy festival that I don't know what they do. They have like the GDP of a small country. Cause I don't know how, where they're oh, getting yeah. this money. And I don't know where it's coming from. Subscriptions, all that kind of good jazz. Give us more. Um, yeah. <laughs> they're gonna. They're raising their monthly subscription a dollar just so they could pay Chris Rock. Yes. Chris Rock and Larry David show up. They're like, all right, just raise it fifty cents, okay? Just, just fifty cents. Come on, please. Yeah. All right. Two real months, quick. Fifty cents. We'll get these guys. Yeah, folks. Whitney's Whitney's got to head out here. Let's call it a five minute story. Just want to yes. get your take on this because we talked Ridley Scott last week, maybe two weeks oh, ago. No. Uh, the So Ridley Scott, yes. I did not realize, but you know, look, he, he had his his spat about the millennials and how they don't like films anymore and how no one's going to, no one goes to see movies and it's not his fault. Um, old man yells at clouds. Old man yells at clouds. <laughs> I believe I exactly said that while I yeah, was kind of <laughs> going at him. Now there is a news story that came out. A Russian journalist, Anton, I okay, Anton Vladimirovich <laughs> Dolan, close. Um, yep, 
Uh, sure. I, <laughs> he, asked, <laughs> he pointed out to Ridley Scott and was trying to be complimentary, saying the last duel actually mm-hmm. looks more realistic than some of your previous movies. Uh, according to him, that was supposed to be a compliment to the last duel. Ridley Scott didn't like it. Ridley Scott said the words. I'm just gonna Here use the go. use the the exact language that he phrasing. says. Sir, fuck you, fuck you. Thank you very much. Fuck you. Go fuck yourself, sir. Go on. And then, so I I would did, assume that it stopped there. <laughs> I was gonna say, did they continue the interview after that? Because he said, "Go on," as if to say, like, ask the next question. Dude, that guy is awesome. Now I that think. guy's I better think... generating publicity for himself than his movies. Yeah, because no one. <laughs> look, I'm not gonna go see the last duel, probably, but. I, I kind of want to now because I'm not going to lie. I might have come around on the other side and I think <laughs> I think I might like Ridley Scott a lot now. <laughs> I think they should just use this as their marketing scheme for yeah. all his next movies. Curse me <laughs> like, yeah, I don't think it's cool. I actually think it's the the complete opposite of cool to be yeah. rude to someone. Absolutely. But I didn't realize that he was just an is I think he's in his mid eighties or something, and the guy's Actually? just grumpy. Yeah, he's he's an old guy, and he's just telling people exactly what he thinks now. Because he's like, whatever, you're gonna see yeah. my movie, or you're not. And 84? this is gonna be headlines. He's eighty four years old, <laughs> he's, and he's just geez. telling people to get lost now. He's he is on Genuinely a revenge tour care. against everyone oh, that's yeah. not Ridley Scott. <laughs> Mike Shashevsky is going on his farewell tour. Ridley Scott is going on his fuck you tour and just going to every media outlet and saying like, take this. This is what <laughs> I've like, been waiting to do. Ridley Scott's publicist is just reaching out to news outlets like, do you want him on to tell you to fuck off? You, wait, you think he still has a publicist? He's calling people himself and saying, book me. And then he's coming on. Hey, it's Ridley. Oh, hi, Ridley. What, what's... I, I want to come on to your show to tell you to fuck yourself. <laughs> Next week, we'll have a great conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so Ridley Scott, I mean, is just on a tirade right now. I, it's just ridiculous it's, that he's it's just... Awesome. It's, it's kind of funny <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Just dude, he's old. Like, it's one of those things. Let him do what he wants, right? Like, if, yeah. if I was... A, if, granted, this journalist might take himself seriously... What would you do if a big name director like Ridley Scott just went off like that at you? Like, would you laugh or would you just? I honestly uh, like, don't know. Uh. Look, I'd probably I, be like, oh, for a second. And then watching back the clip, I'd be like, this is this is gold right here. Oh, yeah. This is gold. You know that that's getting views on you. So it's it's good yeah. for everyone, dude. I mean, hey, Ridley, come on the pod. Come on Look, the pod. Tell us that we don't at- have a good podcast. Whatever you want. Come and yell at us. That's fine. I'll take it. I'll sit here for 30 minutes and you can yell anything you want. Ridley Scott <laughs> would not like our movie opinions. Um, no. Hey, you would also want us to call them films. Um, all right. All right, so, Tarantino. <laughs> we, uh, we had a few Netflix movies. Well, actually, we had a few movies that we can talk about next week. Um, I believe Don't Look Up is going to be available for our next week to talk about. Um, a big, uh, highly anticipated Netflix movie that they just kept under wraps on the release date, uh, I believe came out or is coming out Friday. Uh, also, Licorice yep. Pizza, the new PTA movie, had insanely good reviews as expected. Yep. Um, so 
we'll see what we're going to do then. Uh, as always, you'll see it in the title. You'll probably get a new minute and three points on one of those. Maybe both yep. of them. Who Depends oh, how bored Winnie and I are and how much extra yep. time we have this week. <laughs> so, Maybe both. Honestly. Uh, yeah, that, that'd be it. fun. Uh, yeah. Until then, I'm Kevin. I'm Winnie. We'll see you at the next episode. We'll sting you next week. Ha <laughs> ha.